Hey, Pete, how are you? Eh, all right. What are you up to? Not too much. You, you look a little glum. Is it because the weather or the, or the season's changing? Uh, I don't know. It's just that time of year where, I don't know. <laughs> you look like you need a little fun in your life. I could use some fun. Have you ever checked out fun.com? Fun.com? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, so you should go to fun.com and check out all the cool merch and toys and collectibles and clothing and so on and so forth. And believe it or not, the Retro Network is partnering with them right now and you get a 15% promo on anything you purchase in your transaction. 20% even. Is it really 20%? <laughs> <laughs> well, right, people, we tried, but we failed. Yes, Retro Network and Box Office 30, among the other podcasts, has teamed up with Fun.com to bring you some fun. Check out all their amazing different products. They've got toys, they've got accessories, they've got collectibles, clothes, they've got costumes. I mean, it's just... A bunch of fun stuff, right? <laughs> and for the record, Pete said 15% first, and then I was like, oh, I it was 20. But no, no, it's 15. Okay, cool. Well, it's 20. Good. So there we go. Yes, and as a matter of fact, that 20 is off your entire order, which is amazing. So it's not even just 20% off a single item. It's off your whole order. So that means you can order a whole bunch of stuff. And by the way, this is tied into that, like, holiday spirit and everything that's coming up right now in the season so you got a whole bunch of shopping to do you got your friends you got your family you got your co-workers there's a little something for everybody on fun.com so you gotta head over there check it out lots of great stuff buy a little something for yourself treat yourself <laughs> and have some fun this holiday yeah. there you go there you go and in case you don't know how to spell it, it's F-U-N.com. <laughs> I hope we're having fun doing this promo. I, I'm having fun doing it. I'm having fun.com doing this promo. Fun.com. 20% awesome. We should probably tell them the promo code. Yes, that'd be good. I don't, I don't know it. <laughs> so if you want to take advantage of this offer, the coupon code is TRN Holidays 2021. That's TRN, as in the Retro Network, Holidays 2021. 20% off your entire order valid through January 7th, 22. I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm lonely. I like fun. <laughs> is a presentation of the Retro Network. Strap in, movie fans. We're about to take you 30 years into the past to explore the biggest blockbuster hits of the 1990s. I'm Pete. And I'm Michael. And, and this, this is, is Box, Box Office, Office 30. 30.
Hello, hello, and welcome to Box Office 30's end-of-year wrap-up special for 1991. I'm Pete, and as usual, I'm joined by my good buddy and co-host, Michael. How are you, sir? I'm well, and I had a really funny joke that I just totally forgot. Wow, nice, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> you know, it's, it's par for the course for us. I was literally just sitting there, and I'm like, I had this really funny, like, you get a double dose or triple dose of, I don't know, some stupid <laughs> nonsense. And, you know, a true dad joke moment, and it just kind of farted out of my brain, and here Excellent. we are. So we're off to a proper start, as usual, on this 100%, show. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Couldn't be well, better. We wanted to do an end-of-year wrap-up bonus episode. Um, we did a you know something similar last year. The timing kind of worked out that way. But we thought we'd do a little bonus extra episode as a thank you uh, for everyone who listened and has given us feedback on the show this year. Um, I think we had a ton of fun um, producing our first like full year you know we we, we kind of had like that half year for the first uh yeah season as it were of box office 30 so we got a whole year in this time and uh 1991 was a really fun year of movies with i think many favorites for each of us so um primarily tonight we thought we'd do a top five countdown and this will come up later in the show uh for each of us for our favorites from 1991 and as a bonus 2021 as well Whoa. <laughs> but uh, to kick things off here, uh, me being me, <laughs> I had to go look up some um, stats on Box Office 30 oh, um, cool. just to kind of see how we were doing for the year and kind of like, you know, see where we ended up. So I, I, I included these in the notes, but I blacked them out. So they, they hopefully come as a little surprise to you as I read them off. Um, but I'm just going to kind of, not that these are in any particular order, but I just thought they were all sort of fun things. So, um, downloads, total downloads so far, cause like there's a little asterisk on a bunch of this stuff tonight. We're recording this on, uh, December 29th. So there's a few more days to listen to episodes of box office 30 in the year. Um, but total downloads so far in the year, 2021, 1,157. Wow. Yeah, not so shabby, right? That's not bad. All right. I like that. That's cool. Yes. Our most listened to month is November with 170 downloads. So uh, uh, what you call it? Um, Cape Fear? Cape Fear actually ended up doing pretty darn good. Wow. Um, I'll bring it up in a minute, but Jason and I were um, chatting a bit tonight about some extra stats, and he was saying that November was pretty well for us um, in some of his – um, record keeping. And I said, it must've been Cape fear. And sure enough, I went and looked it up and yeah, it has a nice little, little chunk, but weird on, on a related note, our episode from 2021, all time 2021 with the most downloads. Can you guess which one it might be? Well, I can kind it's of not Cape fear, but I, I, I can sort of read it through the highlighted. <laughs> what about Bob? Can you believe it? <laughs> wow. So Jeez. I don't know either a bunch of people. Uh, this is what I can't tell. There's either a bunch of people that um, really like these movies and, uh, and, and we're, you know, just taking a, a dump on them as, as, as we go through and possibly we're going to end up losing listeners because of it. <laughs> or um, there was a lot of people tuning in just, just to see us kind of, feel the pain on that one. I think I, I don't know which is which <laughs> it could also be that they unsubscribed after what about Bob? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, downhill from there. It's, it's true. 
Um, so like I said, Jason uh, helped me out with a few additional um, stats, which uh, him and I are definitely both stat guys. So we, we like to like dish a little bit about it on the back end of uh, of the shows. But um, he sent me I, I over. Just show, I just show up and like, you know, yes. <laughs> ramble. Well, go. him and I are both of a mind that we're like, we're here because it's fun to do the shows and everything like that. But like as like a fun little extra, it's always neat to look at some of that uh you know, chart sort of stuff on the back end. You are a big spreadsheet guy. You, lo- exactly, you, love, a, yes. you love a good pie chart. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so these are some of the stats that he was able to share with me tonight. So on the Apple chart specifically for film history, which I think is very prestigious sounding, given that you and I usually discuss on, on this uh, thing, you know, we, we try our best to pretend like we're really, uh, True film aficionados, but most yeah. of the time the stuff is pretty. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. It's good enough. But as film historians, <laughs> we our our top hit, our top spike for the year came as number forty one wow. overall on the film history chart on March seventh. So that's not too shabby. I feel like. Wow, top fifty in March! Wow, who now? I might be misremembering, but that might have have a, a link with what about Bob? I don't remember if that's from all the way back then. I'm trying to think of what would have been our our episode. I could probably look it up really quick. It's it's very possible that it was what about Bob. <laughs> um, so March actually, no, I'm way off. I'm I'm off by two months. March would have been Silence of the Lambs. Um, okay, so. You know, I could see where that might might pull people in because uh, it's a big title. It's so funny that we we hit top 41 because I had so many inaccurate facts that I shared in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, he's dead. You know, oh, no, it was this person's first movie. (laughs) We've been pretty good about that lately. I don't think we've killed anybody that's that's been unnecessarily needed to be dead. (laughs) Um, we've also hit the charts in Canada, UK, Australia, and Brazil, where, uh, actually Jason tells me, um, we have quite a retro network, uh, listenership in, in, in Brazil. Apparently really? shows do, um, fairly well there. Um, we were actually number eight in film history in Brazil on November 8th. So wow, they were tuning in for Cape Fear over in Brazil. <laughs> okay, cool. And uh, apparently, just our our show has stayed within the top two hundred there in the past two months. So, fun facts. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. So again, thank you to all of our listeners and especially our international audience. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I usually see in our um our personal list uh, Macau pop up there. So that's that's our, our good buddy Tom who joined us for. Um, our uh, kindergarten, uh, kindergarten cop, cop uh, review at the start of uh, last year. So, um, Tom, if you're out there in listener land, thank you for tuning in there. But I always do see that Macau pop up at the top <laughs> of the list there too. So, kind of, kind of fun. So, um, before we get into our our top fives, I know you sort of had some new or new to you. Um, and I know we usually save these for the for the box office thirty episode. But I know in particular, you and I both. Saw Matrix Resurrections and and had thoughts and maybe it's it's too much to hold on to those thoughts for another week or two here before we get into the uh, January um, box office thirty. So why don't we take a look at at some of the new and new to you uh, for us for for the month here? <laughs> okay. Um, so first, I want to start by saying 
I listened to a podcast for the first time. Whoa. <laughs> this, this crazy show called Box Office 30, and it sounded pretty good. How about I, that? <laughs> I, actually, I actually was driving home from work in, in Brooklyn, and like I was listening to a different podcast, and the next thing that came up was ours. And I was like, well, I'm here now. <laughs> and I listened to the entire recall of Hook, and I'm like – I was I was like hate listening. <laughs> I was like I was hate it the, the box office thirty episode or the or the review. It was it was the actual the the, the recall the previous one. Okay, I, yeah, I, I was, didn't listen to the review. No, well, I, I was curious because actually, to be honest with you, I thought it was it came out a really good episode, and I actually know that over like on the listener lounge on our. Um, uh, Slack uh, that there was uh, like Karen Flieger was mentioned. She was really cracking up uh, while she was listening to it. And I, I know like, as I was going back through editing, I was definitely um, laughing at <laughs> all the way through. It's yes. That, I, I was the review of, was very fun. I, really. I, I, I was saying over in the Slack, I was like, I feel like um, you and I are always at our best when we're at odds. And, and <laughs> that one was <laughs> one for the ages for sure. So I caught heat from so many people on social media about that. <laughs> Steven came after me. His wife got mad nice. at me. Like everybody was like, like, why do you hate this film? I'm like, I just hate it. I actually, <laughs> you know, I've been meaning to, and, and maybe I'll do it after we get done recording this episode. I want to put up a listener poll of like where the listeners landed on 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 hook. On, on hook. <laughs> Cause I'm curious <laughs> if one of us or the other swayed them one way or the other. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll win that one. <laughs> sentimental value. And, and I say sometimes sentimental value is worth higher than actual value of a movie. There you go. So, but yeah, that one on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. You know it. Um, so a couple of n- new or new to me stuff. I know I don't know. Have you seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet? I have not, but I'm going on Saturday. Okay. That's going to be my my New Year's movie. (laughs) I will not spoil anything, but I will say three thoughts. Thought number one, this is my second favorite MCU movie. Which I know you have mentioned to me already. That was kind of like your your – Initial reaction, yeah. so that's like, pretty I, cool. Like, I think Winter Soldier is the best MCU movie, bar none, because you can take Captain America out and it's still an amazing action movie, regardless of being superhero based. Number two, in my lifetime, in almost 40 years, I have been in the movies more times than I can remember, but I can count on probably four fingers the amount of times people lost their absolute minds in a movie (laughs) batman 89 when the bat wing flies in front of the moon people went crazy (laughs) jurassic park when when the t-rex first appeared and when the brachiosaurus first appeared avengers endgame when captain america picks up mjolnir and this movie People lost their absolute minds like four or five times, like nice. screaming their heads off, myself included. And it was it was almost like euphoric. You're just like, ah! <laughs> so that's all I'm gonna say about that. Spider-Man. Sounds brilliant, but at the end of all that, I just have to know one thing. Yeah, what happened to your fifth finger? <laughs> <laughs> I. 
You mean this one? Oh, that one. Yes. Yeah. That we can't share that with the uh, listeners at home. That particular yes. finger. <laughs> but other than that, uh, I'm really excited about it. I, I'm, you know, it's no secret between you and me that I'm a big Spider-Man guy. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, the funny thing about the pandemic is with you know streaming and this and that, there are certain movies that you just can't experience any other way than in the theater and this thing was big as life it felt like your whole body was in this movie i saw it in imax i didn't see imax 3d yeah i am bummed i'm not seeing it at my old imax but i am catching a a 3d version of it but like you can feel where the 3d was and like i just was like blown away (laughs) blown away by it but as we mentioned at the top of the show or earlier i should say we both watched uh, Matrix Resurrections. Well, before we even get into that, do you have any other new or new to you? <laughs> no, that's about it. All right, so, so let me throw a few more because I feel like you and I have some unpackaging to do on Matrix. But okay. um, uh, last we left off early in December, I mentioned I was going to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. Um, so I did. Um, and my feelings on that were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, like, it was fine. It was enjoyable. Um, it was definitely a lot better than um, the uh, Paul, what was it? Was it Paul, Paul Feig? Feig? Yeah, Paul. that did Feige. That did yeah. the uh, the one a couple of years ago, you know, like. The Kristen Wiig one? Yeah, the only problem is, and I'm going to relate it to that one for a minute. This one feels like it's more in the Ghostbusters universe, whereas that one almost felt i don't know it like felt really disattached from ghostbusters somehow and i don't really know why but it really felt disattached um i think it was because they were going for like laugh a minute like it was right. kind of missing like that kind of more serious end of the, of the, the charm movie like the real charm well, I mean, and even the charm because i'm gonna get to that in a minute mm-hmm. but like i feel like they were just like trying to be like just silly 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 funny the whole time yeah. and that's not really ghostbusters like ghostbusters has a lot of like dry witticism and, and it does have a lot of humor but like it's also like you know a movie that has like scary things and like you know more serious moments and whatever right um i felt like they were missing that this one has a bit more of that for sure. And I actually do like the cast in this. I kind of like the plot and the setting and everything that they're going for. Um, and I, I to, like I said, I do feel like this one takes a little bit more place truly in the universe. And they set it up like a genuine sequel here. Mm-hmm. Like like the Paul Feige one is, is not really thought of or mentioned, you know, in it at all. Um, which I know Paul Feige was complaining about quite a bit um, after it released, on, you know, online. Um my problem with this still, and again, I don't know how much of this just falls back on like it not being truly the original cast and like kind of what they brought to it and their personalities and, and you know, witticisms and, and just, you know, comedy and everything. But it felt like they were just retreading familiar ground here. Like they, they kind of really... Um, it's like the Star Wars trilogy, the new, the newest one? Kind of, because I mean, at least even in that, you know, again, I know that n- not a lot of people are the biggest fans of that newer series. Um, but at least there they have like new characters, but they were kind of doing some things a little differently with it. This 
I mean, I, I, I'm a spoiler alert, and this is I'm going to give you the most vanilla spoiler I possibly can. In in a good way of of kind of comparing that, like you were just with the, the Star Wars one, they're kind of redoing Ghostbusters in this movie. They kind of borrow a lot of the plot elements, but in just kind of a new, updated way. But with that said, like it's it just doesn't quite ever get to the feeling of those original Ghostbuster movies. It's still missing something. Uh, and it's something that I am having a really hard time putting into words or putting my finger on. But like, I know even Ghostbusters 2 isn't as well liked by a lot of people as the original Ghostbusters. But if you take those two movies, they have a certain just feeling to them that you're like, oh, that's Ghostbusters. And right. even this new one is lacking it. And it's got like a lot of really fun nods and a lot of like neat kind of updates and ideas. But it's still like just kind of 100% doesn't click to the old one. That said, again, still a really fun, enjoyable movie. I do suggest um, seeking it out, if not in theaters where it may still be lingering around, definitely picking it up on streaming, streaming. or something at some point just to check it out. It's not a movie that you're going to rewatch. Like Ghostbusters, like I think that's another way I would I would put this. Like I saw it, I don't really have a need to see it again. Um, whereas like the old Ghostbusters, like I'll watch those every year, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's where it lands on that. You you know what it is, and it's, it's I I haven't seen it, but just knowing Bill Murray in particular, and and him and Aykroyd, like they're just so quick witted and like. There's certain things like, you know, uh, lines like, you know, a line that I quote all the times is like, you know, dogs and cats living yeah. together, mass <laughs> hysteria. Like you can't write that kind of stuff. That's just yeah. him just saying things. And especially with a movie that's predominantly kid actors, you're not going to necessarily get. That. I mean, the funny part is I think they actually did a good job because it's always like up in the air when you get kid actors about where it's going to land. It's either going to feel very forced and like, all right, kind of doesn't quite get there. I think the kids actually did a good job in this. You know, like I what I kind of like feel like and I think that's where this movie is born out of is they almost tried to marry Ghostbusters to Stranger Things. Yes. Oh, 100%. In a way, it has a little bit more of that Stranger Things vibe. And at the same time, they're also kind of doing almost like a Goonies-esque sort of thing with the kids. Um, It's kind of got a little bit of that sort of feel to it as well. Um, You know, like there's that kid in in Goonies, and I'm going to get flack for this. What's his name? Gadget? (laughs) Data. Data. Thank you. I know. I was just close to it. Um, and in this one, like the second kind of main kid's name is podcast. And why? Because like he spends all his time, like creating like paranormal podcasts and all. And like, at first you're like, "Eh." but then like, as it goes on, it actually kind of picks up a charm and it like, it's fine. Like it's, it's fine after a while. Mm. And again, you have people in this movie, like Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd is like, great in everything you know like i need to like amend my list of like i will watch anything with tom hanks you know i will watch it's like i gotta add paul rudd to that list of people because like he's just infinitely watchable and everything so i mean again he's great in it too um but uh again i don't know it's just it just I think it's just hard to replicate. I think it's like lightning in a bottle those original movies yeah and it's just hard to replicate that 
in you know something now down the road. So and also, especially with like, you ever watch the um, movies that made us kind of th- yes. uh, thing? And there's a lot about that movie that happened behind the scenes and sure. how it almost didn't get made. And you know, everybody was so invested in getting that movie made. Whereas now you have the backing of a studio that'll give them, they'll throw money at them. And I think going on your stranger things, uh, comment though, I think he's a good actor. The kid who plays, um, what the hell is his name? And, uh, Ghostbusters, Finn, something or other. Um, so he's in it. I, I feel like that was a bad choice to cast him because though it, it, you know, it translates with Ghostbusters, whatever, but it just seems like they're trying to do Stranger Things adjacent with him in it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think that's where this this movie kind of comes from is like, I think they like took a look at the success of Stranger Things and they're like, we could do that with Ghostbusters, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I think the, the amalgam result is that it's neither as good as Ghostbusters or Stranger Things. It kind of just runs into this kind of like gray area between right. the two. So that's Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, another one that I saw, and, and remind me if, if you saw this or if you even had interest in this, I know that Adam from the Retro Network saw this, um, is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, did you see this? I've heard it's horrible, and so therefore <laughs> I didn't bother. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I wouldn't call this movie horrible. Um, what I would say is if you liked Venom and kind of what that movie was, which even that is, I think you either love it or hate it and maybe not even love it or hate it. I think you either hate it or like, you're like, Oh, I like venom. And that movie was passable sort of thing. It's passable. It's meh. It's um, meh. this is more of it, you know? And, uh, there is some kind of fun, um, nods in this, um, to some of the comics continuity that I liked in the nineties. You know, it's, it's not quite maximum carnage because obviously Spider-Man is not present in this, right. um, but Shriek is, uh, which was something that I was surprised by. I, I don't know if I missed that in the trailers or or what, but um, she's a character in this. So it was kind of like feeling like that maximum carnage type of thing. Um, I think they did a good job with the look of the characters. I think they even upped kind of the, some of the CGI stuff a little further. Um, and then the story is like, it's fine. Again, it's another one that's fine um, in my mind. You know, it's, it's, I don't think it's for everybody. I know my wife came in and like caught like a few seconds here and there and was like rolling her eyes every time. <laughs> but for somebody like me who was like nerding out over Venom, you know, in the 90s and things like that, like it's, it's fun to see the character done even halfway right, which obviously I think they really failed to do back like in Spider-Man 3 right. um, and things like that. So I think it's, it's fun to see him pop in here. Now, uh, again, I'm going to throw another kind of spoiler here because I'm sure there's people that haven't seen it yet, maybe yourself included. I don't know if this is a big deal spoiler or not for you, but for those out in listener land, maybe just plug your ears for 30 seconds. Um, They had a fun after credit scene in Venom um, where like the, the lead into it's a little weird. He's sort of talking about like he's the two of them are talking to each other and they're like on vacation somewhere. And he's like, you know, um, 
if you had any idea like the size of like the the symbiote hive mind like it would blow your mind all this sort of thing and he's like i'll show you just a portion of it and just as he goes to do that there's like this weird flash and all of a sudden they're in a different room and on the television is j jonah jameson showing peter parker of the mcu's continuity um that he has just killed mysterio and he's revealed to be peter parker so it's like Venom's in the MCU. So uh, kind of just like a cool um, lead in through this little after credit scene. Um, you, so, you, you better you, hold that yeah, thought. So don't say any, anything else. Nothing else is needed to be said. But I just thought it was like a fun little um, pop in inclusion um, at the end of that that I was like, I wasn't sure if Sony would end up tying it over or not. But, you know, there was already talk. Um, of some of these things crisscrossing a little bit. And I think it would be hard for them not to do it at some point or another, but say no more, say no more. But <laughs> I just thought that was a really fun um, after credits scene. Um, the last one I want to just pitch out there before we do our matrix thing is I also saw Ron's gone wrong. Um, the animated film, which is interestingly enough, both on Disney plus and HBO Max at the moment. I was really curious how they both somehow ended up with the distribution rights to that. It is a 20th century thing. So the only thing I can think of is that um, HBO might have had um, some licensing set up with Fox previous to the purchase going through. Um, Not totally sure, but you can, interestingly enough, watch it in either spot. Um, It reminds me if like Baymax from Big Hero 6 um, was like on drugs or something. It's it's very bizarre, <laughs> um, but it's it's fun. And I think Zach Galifianakis is like the uh, is the main character. Uh, Ron's uh, his robot Ron. Um, so he was kind of fun in that role. So um, okay. worth seeing if you've got some kind of like eight ish plus kids or, or you are a kid at heart. <laughs> okay, um, let's dive into this thing. So <laughs> okay. Hey friends, Pete here from the future. Mike and I get a little spirited talking Matrix, so if you want to skip this section for spoiler alerts, jump about 20 minutes ahead of time. Alright, enjoy. Matrix Resurrections. (laughs) Well, it's a movie. It is a movie. (laughs) Um, Okay. Many, many, many thoughts about this movie, but I don't want to waste too much of our time on this. All I will say is... The parts of Neo as Tom Anderson, the the computer video game programmer, guy in therapy. That's the most interesting parts of the movie. <laughs> when we're actually in the Matrix and we're in Zion or the Io, real or, uh, Io, Io, whatever, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Horrible. <laughs> like – you you actually made the best analogy for this movie on your social media. Now, what Pete said, it's like a fan film, a high-budget fan film yeah. where some of the actors came back from the original franchise. It is. It's it's the most utterly bizarre meta film I think I've ever come across in it's my life. It's very meta. Like, the, even- like meta is the word. They ought to have called this the Matrix Meta Resurrections because it is, it is so self-serving and so um, – like navel gazing, looking in the mirror at itself the whole time. And I think that they tried to like 
ride that wave in in so many ways. So again, this is going to be a little bit spoilery. So again, if you're out there in listener land, maybe jump ahead like five, 10 minutes <laughs> because, you know, the, I, I don't want to go crazy deep into this, as you said, but there's some things that you just kind of have to discuss to discuss it. They have an entire conversation about Warner Brothers forcing them to make a sequel to... Yeah, they reference their own company. Yeah, so they've, in the world of of Matrix Resurrections, the Matrix movies, the the trilogy, are a video game. game. So the way they've essentially, long story short, there's been a... The peace did not last. A civil war broke out amongst the the robots, which is maybe the coolest thing in the whole movie. And I wish there was a lot more of that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they've rebooted the Matrix. Neo and Trinity are back in the Matrix because pff, reasons, I guess. Yeah. There's <laughs> we'll no get to that in a second. There's no and, real common sense reason why, other than basically the two of them are are essentially the engines that fuel that power the matrix essentially yeah, well i mean this is basically it and but this is so odd i was having a conversation with a co-worker about like this is a really really deep plot hole you have to dig yourself out of but basically the new architect as it were the new character in in sort of the you know role of the architect in this one is is neil patrick uh, harris who's actually neil, pre- pretty good in the movie yeah the and movie. he's awesome he chews up the cedar he's a lot of fun to watch he's doing his best dr horrible redux um but his motivations don't really make a lot of sense essentially what they they get at is that you know like neo and trinity if you keep them near each other but not quite close enough produce like an enormous amount of energy and therefore like they're a great power source. But he basically, both of them were dead. He basically had to resurrect them from the dead. He says it cost them a ton of money or not money, but it cost them a lot or something. He sort of says, I don't know if he means a lot in energy, a lot in time, time and research and all this sort of thing, but he manages to bring them back from the dead. And not only that, like restore them to full health. Cause if you remember, we left off Neo with his eye sockets, totally burned out. Trinity had a huge chunk of metal through her, Um, you know, and then Neo was essentially like burned out from the end of, of um, revolutions. Um, Bring them back to full health and create this thing with no idea that they would function in this battery capacity, that they would be doing anything that would be, you know, it just, it just doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. And then on, on that meta end of things, like the way they've rebooted him into the system is that they create like this really popular video game series. And he's like a fa- famous developer of that series and everybody loves it. And everybody's always complimenting him on it, but he's seeing this therapist, which means that he's like, constantly with essentially the bad guy of the movie, like, you know, reinforcing who he is and, and making him right. take the blue pill. He's almost questioning his own reality, that. which, which I find interesting. Like he's questioning well, his and own again, reality. I, I'm actually like halfway with you with that beginning of the movie thing, because I got to tell you like the first, like 15 minutes of the movie, I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then by like the 20 minute mark, I was like, this is actually pretty cool. I kind of like how they're doing this. And then, as you said, once it gets into the matrix, things are kind of off the rails from there. And, and the story just gets bonkers. Why, you know, like I know we're so jumping around, but like everybody in IO is like good and happy, you know, like the machine war exists, but they basically say that they're super duper hidden from them now. And it's not a problem. Their civilization is thriving. They have like all this like um, ecology stuff going on. They've they're growing for this beautiful relationship with like the robots that 
join their side. They've found a way for them to live in harmony with each other. It's like a utopia and they don't need Neo and they don't need Trinity. And yet somehow this one parkour, parkour, parkour lady goes along and (laughs) then pulls them out under explicit orders not to, you know, I I don't know. It's, it's, it's it's a weird, it's literally like (laughs) a group of three people feel that they need to to free Neo and Trinity, but everybody well, else... Well, and the other thing, too, is, like, they're like, oh, like, it's been, like, a rumor that, like, Neo's still alive. Meanwhile, he's, like, this, like, world-famous developer in the Matrix, but they explain that off, that, like, he sees himself as himself, but everybody else sees him as somebody different, and he has, like, a different name. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, like, it's just... It's but they like, call him know. Tom. Like, yeah. like, like everybody in the in the world... Well, so this, I'm perfect segue to, to my, my number one second, you know, complaint past all this other stuff I've said in this. There's this other relationship, which is between him and basically his boss, which I don't understand why he even has this boss. If he's this amazing, incredible developer, he would own and run the company. He wouldn't it, have this boss. It's almost as boss, if, like, it's, it's almost as if, like... <laughs> Uh, like he's Steve Wozniak and he, his boss is Steve Jobs. Yeah, fair enough. Um, his boss, dun dun dun, is Agent Smith, who doesn't know he's Agent Smith, and, and looks nothing like Agent Smith. Well, he's played by Jonathan Groff. So we get two big replacements here. They don't bring back Lawrence Fishburne. They have a young guy playing um, Morpheus. Morpheus, who now is not even Morpheus. He's a a program that Tom develops to be Morpheus to help Tom subconsciously. Uh, it's, it's just utterly like, but, 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 Morpheus is, but Morpheus is also a Smith. Like he was, yeah. he, he's an agent. He's, yeah, exactly. He's a program that starts as a, as an agent that, that kind of, again, frees himself by taking the red pill. Um, very bizarre. Um, but anyway, agent Smith does not know he's agent Smith. And yet, they set him up as his boss to like, quote unquote, like watch over Neo um, because he's like the antithesis to Neo. Now, I may be remembering my Matrix histories wrong, but didn't the whole ending of Revolutions come with essentially um, uh, Smith like incorporating Neo into himself and then Neo acting like a virus and like destroying him utterly from the inside out. Yes. Yeah. So like, why would Smith be back? Like that program is gone and dead. Like it doesn't exist anymore. Right. So essentially there's like a new Smith. It's, it's really utterly ridiculous. And the other problem I have with this is that he's played by Jonathan Groff and I like Jonathan Groff Me too. a lot. I really do. I really, really do. But he is not agent smith i wish they could have come up with any other character that this could be even if it was some new version of an agent smith that that was something different but he doesn't say mr anderson he doesn't do it he's not like he talks he calls him by his first name the whole movie it doesn't feel like agent smith at all you know and i realized that there was no way they were getting hugo uh, weaving hugo weaving to come back because that's hugo weaving he does a role and he just doesn't want to come back but it just it just made no sense. It was so self-serving. It didn't need to happen. They and then again, like there's fun cameos. Like, you know, the little girl from the the you know, second and third movies shows up as like a big character in like the third arc in the, in the movie. So it's like fun seeing characters like that back. But like I I can wrap the whole movie up in its post-credit scene. Did you stick around for the post-credit scene? No, I didn't. 
Well, I'm, I'm, you're, it's good that you didn't because it's the worst post credit scene since Shwarma and Avengers. <laughs> so they basically it cuts back to his like think tank, and they're going like, "Guys, oh, oh yes, what I, if we call it the Catrix, and it's all about cats in the Matrix?" And it's like, it's like nobody is going to find that funny. It's not funny. <laughs> like, I did, I did like, see that. I, I turned it off. I literally was like, "Oh, this is." Horrible. But it was like it was it was like the perfect bow on the end of the movie for how over the top they went with how meta it is. Like they realize how meta it is. And, and I honestly like it's, it's made me rethink how Warner brothers has approached releasing movies this past year. Cause they're like, Oh, you know what? We're going to stick to our guns and we're going to release the movies in theater, but we're also going to release them on HBO max at the same time. And I think the reason why, and again, I know these movies sucked. <laughs> I, I liked Dune. I know you didn't like Dune. I think they realized that these movies were going to come out and just do like mediocre. Yeah. And I think they realized that people were going to find them mediocre and that they were just like, we might as well throw them on the streaming because correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Sopranos was horrible. Well, I mean, there's that, but, um, uh, Angie and I were just talking about uh, what is it coming out earlier? A WB film that I don't think is coming to HBO Max at the same time. Batman. Batman. I don't Bat- think that's coming to HBO Max at the Batman same time. Batman is not. It is so, not. Uh, so this is like, and again, like you know, technically that's 2022. So maybe they're done with their simultaneous release in 2021 schedule. I can't believe that we were talking about that like 12 months ago, but here we are. (laughs) Um, But uh, maybe as, as 2022 rolls around, they're getting rid of that simultaneous promise. They, they are, I think they are in certain capacities, but yeah, if you think about like space jam, new legacy was horrible. God. (laughs) Uh, Sopranos movie was horrible. Uh, That movie with Jared Leto and Denzel Washington was, eh, you know, the, the Matrix movie was horrible. Like, you know what really bothered you with the Matrix movie is it it lacks that, like, oh, my God moments like you would see in the first movie. Like, when he stopped the bullets for the first time or, like, Trinity's running well, up the wall and... You've oh. hit the nail on the head. This is this is my absolute, absolute biggest problem with, with this movie is that... And again, I realize there's a lot of people out there that love The Matrix but don't love um, Revolutions and Reloaded. Um, I like all three. Um, I I still think Matrix 1 is, of course, the strongest of the batch, but I really do like all three of them. Um, But those movies were... They were doing new things, you know, that, they were, that no one had ever seen before. Yeah. And even on top of that, they were just coming up with creative and fun ways to do it. This movie is just rehashing the things they've already done. There's nothing new here. And, and it's like, not even done. It's not even rehashed well. And then you, like they even talk about like, like bullet time, like in relation to the game, like how that was a genius idea and everything. But then, like, Neil Patrick Harris's power to slow down time, like, oh, you gave me this idea of bullet time, where, like, basically he's able to, like, slow down and freeze Neo. Like, it, it's just, like, you are, again, in that meta zone of things, like, saying that, like, the thing that you did was so cool 20 years ago that you're just going to, like, do a different thing with it. Like, and then, like, they have, like, this fight scene where they drag the Merovingian out and the people are, like, leaping off the, the upper levels. Like that. I mean, like, they literally are just repeating all the same stuff from the first one. And, again, yeah. you could argue that, like, 
you know, they talk about that, like the matrix is a cycle, that it's this loop. That's always the same behaviors over and over, but like, it's just like a rehash of it. And again, like you could make this argument, like we were just saying before about like, you know, the new star Wars trilogy, how JJ kind of like basically does star Wars over again in the force awakens. But at least I felt like they were like, you know, creating some new things and doing some new things with that. This just feels like a retread of everything. Like even like the jumping off the roof thing. Yeah. You know, the helicopters, except now there's two helicopters. Oh, there was two I helicopters. Mean, like, it's, it's like, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. Just done like a little bit more. And it's just like, it just doesn't feel new or fresh. It just feels like a joke on the original. It doesn't and feel good. The thing that bummed me out is as we get to the end of the movie, and I'm not, I'm going to try not to spoil too much of it. I just. Yeah, I think it's too late for that. <laughs> okay, fine. So we get to the end of it. You know, the whole plot of the movie is Neo is trying to, to basically awaken Trinity and get her back. And by the time we get to there, I don't care anymore. Big shocker. Now she can fly too because they reference well, like, that he well, can basically fly. Now, like, like, she's the one. Like, yeah. For no one, you know, like, like that's the other problem I think I have about this is like across those other three movies, Neo is like, he doesn't Jesus. believe it at first. And then as he starts to learn more and he starts to grow, he starts to believe, he starts to like, unlock new power-ups <laughs> you know it's it's like it's like from a gamer's perspective it's like the old gaming trope of like you start off with nothing and you keep building yourself up until you're like god mode and and it's like what he is in those movies and like you know they make all these in jokes about it like all right like can you fly all right and he goes to fly and he's like nope can't do that and like he's getting his butt kicked and all these fights like he should be like the walking talking like like able to do anything he wants, rewrite the matrix and he can't do any of it. And there's no reason given as to why. And then all of a sudden, like they get Trinity out and all of a sudden she can do all the stuff. And it's like, there's no real lead into why that is, you know, they kind of alluded in the previous movies that she, she would fall in love with the one and all this sort of thing. There's no real reason she couldn't do that. And I like this concept of the two of them, like being stronger together or like at least like maybe her enabling him to be his fullest self. But it's just weird. It just like it ends with the two of them. Like, I guess I guess at the end he's regained his one powers because basically she has to save him. He can't fly when they make the building jump. But then when they go visit Neil Patrick Harris at the end, they both fly away on their own accord. So I guess yeah. I guess he's back. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. And one thing they do with Neo a lot is that they use his like you know, stopping bullets thing, yeah. like like forty seven like power he retained. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just he just stops bullets all over the place. And just like, all right, we've seen it six or seven times already. Like, do something else. Like, have a new ability. Something. I saw a great meme the other day with him holding his hands out and stopping bullets, and the caption was, um, "Me at the end of twenty twenty one, having not caught COVID yet, or something yeah. like that." I saw that too. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I love Keanu Reeves. I've always loved Keanu Reeves. I can't wait for the fourth John Wick movie. But both this and Bill and Ted Face the Music, yeah, are not good movies. They're not. I mean, Bill and Ted, like, I don't know what happened there, but he felt old in that movie. This not as bad, but I do have to say. And again, I'm curious because it, what it's so strange, I almost wonder if he's had some physical thing happen in the past couple of years. If you take like the action he puts into John Wick 
and then translate it over to the Matrix, it feels like all these fight scenes are like like pulling all the punches, like yeah. a lot slower feeling. Right. I it, thought that too. Like I was like, John Wick fights faster than Neo. <laughs> like, like, you know, like some of like, the, like he has like one point where he like, I think it's, he's fighting Smith and he does like one of these like quadruple punches in his chest. And it just feels like how you or I would hit each other goofing around. Like it just, like it doesn't feel like it has any strength or oomph or whatever behind it. It's, I don't know. It's very, I don't know. We could honestly do an entire podcast just dissecting um, Matrix. And again, if we stick around with this for 30 more years, come December of uh, <laughs> 2051, maybe we'll be discussing this at the, in, a, oh, in a later. Michael, what'd you think about the revolutions? resurrections. I'm 69 years old and I'm complaining about a movie from 30 years ago. Did you upload it into your head it's just like the matrix that's how we watch movies now (laughs) like sort of thing uh who knows but um uh, again i'm gonna wrap this up with the same review that i've given to all of my friends or, or coworkers or whoever that's asked me what i felt about this movie and again i know i've been repeating this ad nauseum tonight it's fine um it's disappointing um, because I, 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 from the trailer, that trailer kicked so much butt, yeah. but the trailer showed absolutely all the best things in it in a diluted form that, um, doesn't feel the same way in the movie when you're seeing it. There's a lot of fun nods and ideas that I wish they had done more with, but overall the story went a different direction and I feel like. It's almost like they were setting up for a Matrix 5, but I don't oh, know that they have any plans to do a Matrix 5. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's a little weird. <laughs> it is definitely set up to be for, for a a new trilogy, similar to the Star Wars uh, newest trilogy. But yeah, it's I don't know but if they're going like to get the there. The way it ends is so weird because it's like it essentially ends the way that the original Matrix ends, where it's like, I'm like the God of the matrix now and I'm coming for you. Yeah. Like that's how it ends. And so I don't know really what the next stage is. Cause like the bad guy is beaten, you know, like I guess they could go back to like, we need to free more minds. But again, the people in Iowa are pretty damn happy how they are. I don't think they care anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. Very weird. That's matrix yeah. resurrections. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, so let's, let's get through the rest of this thing here. We have our, our top five, movies so let me ask you do you want to start with our top five for 1991 or do you want to start with our top five for 2021 let's do 1991 but i have a question okay are are we gonna say top five of the movies we reviewed or of the entire year i would just say your top five favorites your personal favorites cool great yes okay um so and what we'll do kind of how we did last year is we can just do like you go i go you go i go etc Cool. Um, do you want to flip a coin for who goes first? <laughs> flip away. I don't have a coin. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw us into random.org. Oh <laughs> I'll cut my this out. God. Hold on. <laughs> Let's flip a coin. Oh, I don't have a coin. Great. I just I just realized I don't have one with me. This guy, this guy over All here. All right. Let's randomize this sucker. All right, I came out first. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> right, so I'm going to pretend like I flipped a coin. Okay. Call heads. <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right, it's me. I'm first. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay, so we'll start at five being our our, our f- least 
favorite out of, of the five okay. of the five and one will be our top favorite okay okay so uh, i had to actually think a lot about these movies because again looking back at all the movies we've reviewed the movies we've talked about in the box office segment and even some that i feel like we missed there was a lot of incredible movies in 1991 so i feel yeah. like i need to preface with that because there's some amazing huge big deal movies that are not on my list what i ultimately decided i had to like you know, cut this down to is genuine favorite movies of mine that I would watch and rewatch and that I will still watch again. Okay. So that's where I landed on, on this list. So number five for me is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. And again, we talked about this uh, with Luke on our episode, but I loved this as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, It maybe doesn't hold up as well as an adult, but I had to throw it in there just on pure number of times I've rewatched this movie um, in my lifetime. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. It's it's a fine movie. It's it was great when we were kids. Now it's it's dated and feels not as good as the original, but it's a very fun movie. High up on the list of the best movies of that year, too, of dollars wise. Uh, my number five movie is Necessary Roughness. I went wow. Through- I'm actually surprised it landed that low on the list for you. <laughs> there, there's there's some bangers that I gotta go. That I gotta fair go enough. With, so. <laughs> yeah, I know that you were. Um, for a long time before we got to it, like really excited to get to that. So I'm not surprised to see that one on there at all. Okay. Number four for me is going to be hot shots. Um, again, super fun movie. I think you and I had a ball, um, rewatching that one. Um, and I would put it higher on this list if it weren't for several more movies that I have rated higher on this list. But again, another one that I will watch over and over. I'm, I'm, we'll see it many more times in my life. So, um, Definitely a fun one. <laughs> My number four, you're going to really be surprised by. What about Bob? <laughs> Hook? <laughs> uh, the Rocketeers. Okay, I'm not actually that surprised by that. <laughs> the Rocketeers number four for me. Uh, I, I love that movie. It's It still holds up to me. I wish they would have made more of them. It's a great film. Number three on my list? The Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, again, I, I I love this movie to death. Uh, and I know that you and I, this is like, again, we said it then, I'll say it again. This was a big bonding movie for you and I, because I feel like this is one of these movies where I know certain people in my life that love this and everybody else did not. <laughs> and uh, for you and I, it stood the test of time. And I was actually very pleasantly surprised rewatching it that for me, it still holds up. Um, so... Uh, super fun to review that um, with you and Steven for Wizards. So that was that was a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Um, my number three, it's really, really close. Like it could go either way. <laughs> um, I'm going to say The Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis. Okay. I love that movie. I, now, I know we so didn't get well. a chance to really like delve too deep in on that one, but I yeah, know you mentioned that. Yeah, because had to get in the way. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Maybe I'll give you one more chance uh, because we do have to do our listener poll for January, um, which I, I will bring up towards the end of the show here. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's see if the last boy's got to get a little redeeming quality. <laughs> it's such a great movie. It's him. 
Damon Wayans. You can't go wrong. It's so great. It's violent. It's funny. (laughs) All right. So number two, uh, and again, like it almost feels dirty to put this at number two, but I think you can guess my number one. But number two on my list is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Um, Biggest probably film of the year. Huge, awesome movie. Love it. We'll watch it over and over and over again. Probably by far my favorite Schwarzenegger film uh, of all time. Um, just, we said so much about it. I, I, I can't even possibly say more about it here that we haven't done already. <laughs> you know, this is where it gets, you get kind of in the weeds and it, it's tough. So hard. A lot of- so hard. Like I was, I was having such a hard time cutting out yeah. like, you know, silence of the lambs and um, so many other amazing movies, suburban commando, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> You know, I, I I mean, City Slickers is up there for me. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is up up there for me. But I'm going to really throw a major curveball. Another Keanu Reeves movie. Here comes. Point Break. Excellent choice. Yeah, this was, this was a close one for me too. Point Break is a fantastic movie. Him, Patrick Swayze, just – surfing, diving out of airplanes, playing football on the beach, Johnny Utah, come on. <laughs> no, that was definitely like if I if I did some runner-ups, for sure that's in there. Um, and actually, uh, I think City Slickers was in my kind of runner-ups list as well. Yeah. <laughs> City Slickers is a lot Which of actually, like, yeah. I don't know previous to redoing the podcast would have been in there, but like I really enjoyed that, um, yeah. having having watched that back. So that one would have been in my, my follow-ups for sure. Now I'm going to assume. <laughs> Can you guess our... my number one? It's really difficult. <laughs> okay, I'm assuming your number one is going to be Hook. absolutely. <laughs> so okay, I don't know that All Hook right. is a better movie than Terminator or some of these other ones in the long run of things, but for me, it this is like it's just one of these movies that's a part of a thread of who I am as a person. You know, it's just I watched it so many times like i i don't know to date what movie is genuinely the movie i've watched the most in my lifetime but this has to be in the top five it has to be (laughs) okay i gotta understand that i i I get it um you know it's no you know prince of tides (laughs) um this again this is so hard there's so many good movies um you know terminator 2 is definitely probably up there but i don't know if it's in my top five so i'm gonna throw a wild card out there and i am going to say a movie that i really loved and it's kind of out there but i'm I'm, and we didn't make it on the list but i remember loving to death uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And I'll give that my number one. <laughs> All right. It got a little bit of love because, I mean, man, that's the movie that I thought we'd be reviewing several times in a row and we never did. So yeah. um, good on you, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> An honorable mention, though, is Backdraft. For okay. Me. That movie almost made it into the top ten, up top five, but – it's just slightly askew out of it, but it's a great movie back then. Yeah, I got to tell you, I think this is going to be miserable to do next year with 92 because 92 is insane, the movies. so Oh, it's insane. Forget it. 93 <laughs> is even worse. It's like, 
But yeah, so now let's discuss our movies of 2020. So I tell you what, let's flip it this time. So I'll let you take the honors of going first. Okay. Are we go like are we going any particular rhyme or reason? Yeah, so again, or? I would just say and again, like the no, like it, however you want to order this list, I'm again just the only way I had to order this, I had to really sift through cuz again, 2021 had some really decent movies in it. I had to just narrow it down to movies that I genuinely enjoyed watching and a few that I've seen multiple times and that I think I will probably watch again multiple times in the future. Just just stuff that I really I, whenever I rate anything, it's based on like when I really enjoy something. So that, that's what I had to just kind of create my list out of. OK, fair enough. Uh, my number five is one people are going to think I'm nuts for. Cruella. I really like <laughs> I gotta see it. I, I really have to see it now because I I I just gotta be able to see it to come back on this podcast at some point and say, what were you thinking? <laughs> but I, I, I must I, I'll have to look that up. I mean again, I'm a big fan of hers, so like I I could see her being good in the role, but like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I liked it. I th- I like her, and I thought it, it was it was very enjoyable for me. Uh, it's a good reimagining of of that story in those movies. So that's my number five. All right, number five for me is going to be Dune, which I know you can't. Uh, that's that, I guess this will be our agree to disagree on number five <laughs> as far as those movies go. Um, I realize this is not everybody's cup of tea. Dune is a very weird story. I feel very accomplished in the fact that um, I had tried to read it beforehand, but I finally, like about two weeks ago, finished reading Dune, the novel. Um, Mm -hmm. And I actually have to say the novel was very slow and pedantic at times. I quite enjoyed the movie a lot more. Um, and I think the reason I liked the movie, and again, I'm going to agree to the fact that even Dune, the movie is quite slow at times. But, mm-hmm. oh, my God, the visuals, um, the sound, the sound pretty amazing. just I it actually I even quite liked a lot of the actors um, in it and the way that they portrayed certain things. Um, I just I had to, like, tip my hat to Dennis Villeneuve. It was just done really, really well. And particularly I, if you've ever seen like some of the older like Dune, like either the um What's his face? Eraserhead there. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave, David Lynch. David Lynch. Thank you. Uh, 84 film, which is just bonkers. Um, or like the sci-fi miniseries or things like that. Um, even this one, like, you know, trying to get the world of Dune just so I think is tricky because it's just a really weird, weird premise. Um, but I, I think they got it as close as they could possibly get it. The way they handled things like the ornithopters and and some of the stuff in it was just really cool. And I'm hopefully looking forward to the the second portion of it, which I think is something that threw a lot of people off that they didn't realize that this was a two part film. Um, yeah. You know, basically this tells the first half of the first book. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I'm just really curious to see where they go with the second half of it. But uh, yeah, that was that was where it lands for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, my number four movie is The Tomorrow War. Ugh, I still need to see it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I really, This really was actually a movie. problem for me when I was trying to put together this list. Is like There's a bunch of movies where I'm like, I'm sure I would like that, but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Number four for me is Finch. Um, did you get to see this on Apple TV? I, I haven't, and I want to see All right, it. Again, no surprise or secret that I'll watch anything with Tom Hanks in it, but um, yes, this was really enjoyable. This was and Tom Hanks alone is even higher. Well, on Tom your Hanks list. kind of alone, right? Because he creates his, his robot um, that, that is like a partner with him, and he's got a really cool dog. Um, but I really liked the plot of this. I, I mean, again, you, you can't even talk about Tom Hanks without being like, oh, the acting was incredible. Um, mm. But like there was that movie Chappie a couple of years ago and like Chappie was OK. This is mm. everything I wish Chappie had been like he did a just like it was an incredible job with how they handled the robot and like like the robot, like sort of slowly learning over time um, and becoming like a little bit more. Um, aware and Same things thing. like that and the world that they set it up in because it's this post-apocalyptic world but like the ozone layer is gone so if you get out in the sun you'll start getting like these like burns immediately and so they have to be very careful about when they're outdoors and like how they go out and like it was just a really cool world um, and I really like the story and I like where it, it ends up as well so I, I, just super enjoyable nice quick little movie that's cool. Um, my next movie is an another Apple TV Plus movie is Coda. I another one I haven't seen but need to. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. It really is an interesting, sweet, simple story, and uh, really, really like that movie a lot. It's it's something if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a real good story, a real good movie. A little bit of a heartbreak at times, but really good. All right, so number three for me is going to be Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, oh, you did say you liked I that movie. I really, really enjoyed this. And again, uh, I, I think this is like, you know, it's like the – I forget if this is Pixar or if it's just Disney. I think it might just be Disney. Um, yeah. uh, but if you're like uh, an Avatar The Last Airbender person, which I am a 1,000% an Avatar The Last Airbender person, you know, like you're automatically going to like uh, how this goes. But um, again, just – just a really fun, funny, good family movie. I've already seen it, I think, two or three times uh, in the year already. Uh, I took Zoe to see it in the theater. Um, or did I? I forget. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if this was like my first like back from pandemic movie or if we just saw it when it went streaming. Um, but uh, we saw it um, somewhere else. Somebody was playing it. Uh, like uh, I think we went to like an outdoor screening. Somebody was playing it. And then I watched it again, I think, recently, like on, on the TV. Uh, just fun and rewatchable, cute movie, especially if you have kids. Again, it's just it's just a lot of fun and, and just visually stunning. I think Disney's mm-hmm. – uh, Frozen movies do incredible, but this is Disney's absolute best um, 3D work animation. animation to date. That's cool. Um, now we're at number two. Um, uh, that was my uh, – yes. That was, that was my that was three, three. to two, yes. So this is really hard, and I might get some heat for this. I'm going to say Spider-Man No Way Home is my number two. And not because it's an, it's it's not an amazing, amazing movie. But it's, you know, my number one, I'll explain okay, why it's number fair one. Fair enough. When I get there. Um, number two for me is going to be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, another one that I've already seen multiple times. Really enjoy it. Really enjoy um, the expansion of the MCU with this character and some of the um, things that it opens up. Um, again, mm-hmm. another character that I um, 
knew nothing really about going as into much about knew the existence of this character. But again, just I, I wasn't necessarily reading Shang-Chi comics, so I just don't know a ton about him. Um, but I really like how they brought the Ten Rings and the concept of the Mandarin back in with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they brought Trevor back, <laughs> you know, like kind of a fun inclusion. Uh, I think him and Aquafina were amazing in these roles. Um, I, I really liked the, I know it's like every, if anybody has a, like a complaint that I've seen online about this movie, it's like the bombastic, like Marvel final act where like giant dragons are fighting each other. But I thought that was really cool visually. And like, it was just like a lot of fun. Um, and I'm really curious to see where this character goes in the yeah. MCU, because I, I think there's like a, a lot of, um, places that, that this character can be like a ton of fun to see him expand and, and interact with, uh, the rest of the Avengers and everything like that um, going forward. So Shang-Chi and Black Widow kind of fall just slightly out of my top five. Not for any other reason than I wasn't in an absolute rush to have to see this movie kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Black Widow is kind of like, yeah, for me. <laughs> it, it's it's fine. It's a movie. That's like a Thor's uh, Dark World sort of level for me. <laughs> yeah. But my number one movie is Free Guy. <laughs> All right. Nice. It, basically because it's such an original idea. It was the first movie to actually make me want to go see something in the theater. It's so fun. It's so original. It's like... The Truman Show meets Inception meets Ready Player One. <laughs> and they just kind of like exploded into this heartwarming, lovely story that is just incredible. And I could watch it over and over and over again. Yeah, this was a close call for me. I It, it almost made it into my top five. Um, it was super enjoyable. Um but I felt like I had to stick the others <laughs> above it for that. Oh, you, you, you did end up seeing Free I Guy. did, yeah. I think oh, I good. might have mentioned it on one of the podcasts, but maybe not. It might have just been funky timing. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was good, and and uh, I did really enjoy it, but um, just barely skirts the, the top five for me. <laughs> so what's your number one? My number one comes with an asterisk, because I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure it'll be my number one. It's going to be Spider-Man but you're gonna, No Way Home. But you're going to 2022. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> I was like, I'm dying to see this, uh, and I'm sure it's going to be uh, up there for me. So uh, even though it's cheating it, and I told you there was an asterisk, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think I think this one's going to be my my number one for, for and again, 2022-ish. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, you're, your head's going to explode. Uh, knowing you, your head is going to explode. And again, other movies that I really liked. I really liked Kate, which is uh, the Mary Elizabeth Winstead movie. I thought that was amazing. It's, it's basically her die hard essentially nice. <laughs> um this this there was a lot of really good movies that you know i you know could have talked about you know honestly this that that uh melissa mccarthy thunder force movie it's oh yeah <laughs> it's cheesy but it's kind of fun i like you it. mentioned liking that yeah <laughs> um i i watched chaos walking it's okay it's not bad it's it's fun um and A Quiet Place 2 was also really something I enjoyed. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake I really liked too. But, you know, th- the ones that I mentioned for me really resonated with me. So that's why I, they were my top five. Fair enough. So what is 
up for 1992 now. Yes. So I'm really looking forward to 1992. I was already skimming through some of the stuff that we've got coming ahead, and it's it's going to be a awesome year, uh, not only for movie watching, but for us on this podcast. It's just going to be a ton of fun. So listeners, stay tuned. It's going to be great. I want to start off, like I said, that we have to do our um, listener um, movie selection uh, for for our January movie because I, I, I texted you this the other day that we're coming off of Hook. I'm feeling really good about myself. And I went to look at January 1992. And of course, Hook is number one for January 1992. Of so course. we yes. don't re-review it. So I have to move down the list. And what's number two? Oh, I could not believe it when I saw it after all we talked about. But Prince number two is the Prince of Tides. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that's like cruel, cruel fate that that would somehow be the number two on this list. So thank goodness we're doing the voting. So this is what I need to figure out with you, because I'm going to read off to you the top seven-ish movies. Yeah. And this is what we need to do. You and I right now need to decide what we're going to stick into the listener poll. Because I feel like there's things we can kick off this top seven list. And I want to yes. give you a shot at the last Boy Scout. So number one, Hook. Number two, Prince of Tides. All right. So Prince of Tides kind of probably should be in, in the voting. But I kind of feel like we're like risking danger with that. So yeah. I'm thinking we start <laughs> off with Father of the Bride. Okay. This is what I think. Uh, uh, tell me if you disagree. Father of the Bride. Hand That Rocks a Cradle, yeah, and Last Boy Scout. We could do that. I mean, the other one that's on in the middle zone there. There's also Beauty and the Beast, no, which I don't, I don't boring. intend on doing. So that's no, being no. left off. And JFK, which no. is like I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> J, if we put JFK on that list, the listeners are going to be like. F these guys. We're going to torture them with a four-hour movie. <laughs> All right. So we'll do a three-vote list this time because I, I just – I can't. I can't with Prince of Tide. So no. we'll put Father of the Bride, Hand That Rocks the Cradle, and Last Boy Scout and see what we get. Fair deal? Yeah. Fair deal. I think that's fair. Okay. All right. So that's going to be our January 1992 movies to vote. So I'm going to throw that up there on Twitter. You guys do your thing and, and vote for those. Um, and we will live by what you, you send our way. So please do us well. Um, but, uh, in, in kind of the spirit of how we used to do the show, I've also pulled a list of titles that are the top films for all the rest of the months in 1992, just to give you guys a taste of mm. what's on, on the horizon here. Oh, so man, this is good. Here we go. Wayne's world, basic instinct, white men can't jump. Lethal Weapon 3, Batman Returns, A League of Their Own, Unforgiven, Sneakers. Oh, no. Sneakers, we may just – I might just veto and say we're going <laughs> to just do it. When the, you know, there you go. Um, Under Siege, another Seagal. <laughs> wow. Now, uh, November Wait, is, is Dracula, but also in that month is Home Alone 2. So we might have to like – Automatically assume we're doing Home Alone 2 over Dracula. And then December is Aladdin. So, wow. What oh. a list. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to make a wild, wild, wild play here. I don't want to do Batman Returns. Wow. Because you know what? That's your month for notes, too. 
Yeah, I don't want to do Batman. I would much rather step down to the number two spot and put Sister Act as a possibility <laughs> or, oh or my Patriot God. Games. Listen to these movies. Oh, my God. This is going to be an insane, insane year of movies. Yeah. Like, I have no idea where some of these votes are going to go. Some of the months are like not like uh, like, dude, it, friggin Encino man is number eight in June. Let like, me that, let me read you the top ten. OK, for December 1992. OK. Aladdin, Home Alone 2, A Few Good Men, The Bodyguard, <sighs> oh The Distinguished God. Gentleman, Forever Young, The Muppet Christmas Carol, Malcolm X, Dracula and Toys. <laughs> wow what is that list and just a few more after that okay um passenger 57 under siege last of the uh-huh. mohicans mighty ducks cutting edge a river runs through it the crying game sneakers reservoir dogs scent of a woman <laughs> what chaplain unforgiven what is like when unforgiven is your number 32 movie on the list my god <laughs> this movie is this year is going to be insane 92 <laughs> is eight insane year it's a banner year for movies yeah i oh, i mean man. these lists are going to be crazy so T- get toys, your, your voting oh, tops ready because there's going to be some serious epic votes coming up for some of these reviews in in 92 yeah wow this is crazy but yeah I, i'm i'm praying we can we can forego doing batman returns if you want to hear my review on batman returns we did it on wizards on that's our true. That's fair 90s enough, yeah. super cinema and we basically took a dump on that movie because of the penguin in that movie. <laughs> Maybe what we could do um, come that time as a bonus episode is we'll see if um, 90 Super Cinema will let us throw it in the box office 30 feed for uh, yeah. just a, another, like that way anybody that's listening. I recorded it. I have can, it on my computer, so can, I can, uh, do can it. re-listen to it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I recorded it. I edited it. It's on my computer, so yeah. Yeah, because that is a bummer to have to redo it again, so yeah. I, I, I got you there. But, oh, man, like, A League of Their Own. Like, holy cow, there's so many great movies in this, in 92. It's like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, you could go on and on and on. Well, and we will pretty soon. <laughs> All right, so with that in mind, let's, let's bring this uh, train into the station here for this week. So I'd be remiss not to mention our sponsor. As usual, uh, with the past couple uh, episodes, our sponsor is fun.com. And... <laughs> I got some some listener feedback in the way of my wife um, giving me grief about how bad we messed up the uh, <laughs> dude. The, the commercial duck. is hilarious. I love and, that commercial, but, but and, we did. And my we did audio was it. <laughs> my, my audio was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you sound good. I sound like trash. Something was going on with my microphone, and it's funny because I like re-recorded like one piece of it, but then got too lazy to to do the rest, so I don't know. Anyway, I hope you're having fun.com listening to this bonus episode. If you would like to get 20% off, not 15, but 20% off your entire order, um, you can head over to their website now and use the coupon code TRNHOLIDAYS2021. Time is running out, my friends. This is valid through January 7th. So if you want to get in your 20% off order, make sure you do it. Uh, make sure you do it soon because we're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. 2021 is winding down. <laughs> Amen. Um, so, uh, if you'd like to chat with us about the show, um, you know, again, we love you listeners. We really appreciate you listening. And the best thing in the world for us 
is when we hear stuff back because otherwise it feels, you know, we're having fun, but it feels like it goes out in the void and we don't know what it feels like to you guys out there in listener land. So when we see somebody commenting on Slack or on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, um, it does our hearts good, you know, and we'd like to know what you guys uh, think of the show or if you agree with us or if you think we're insane, um, let us know um, because we love that feedback, um, good, bad, and ugly. Um, so you can reach us on our social media channels, Box Office 30 on Facebook and Twitter, and Box Office T-H-I-R-T-Y on Instagram. Um, as usual, also, big, huge thank you to Jason and Mickey and the rest of the Retro Network. Um, you know, again, we wouldn't be here without these guys, so huge thank you. And, uh, you know, again, big thank you to the listeners Um, We are totally looking forward to doing a whole bunch more, 24 more episodes at a minimum in, uh, in 2022. um, I I, want to, I want to break this uh, 41 on, on this movie film history thing. I want to get like maybe the top third. I I don't know. 92. I think we could do it because there's some, some bangers in 92. (laughs) Hopefully we can, we can, we can do that. Uh, So with that in mind, again, if you're out there in listener land, if you listen to us on iTunes, which seems to be our biggest listening source, Please, please throw us a review, throw us a couple stars, a couple shekels in our star cup. <laughs> um, <laughs> see if you can't get us out there in front of some more listeners. Um, that would be amazing. Share with your friends if you think something that you heard on the show was funny or stupid or whatever. <laughs> Feel free to yeah. just get the word out um, so we can keep pumping up those numbers in, in 2022 and, and get in front of more people. <laughs> and if you enjoy our show that much, go over to our T public store and get a hoodie. We have stickers now. I got <laughs> Merchandising. Get... merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> we got face masks, mugs, t-shirts. I have to keep... say, you know, the one thing that I consistently use from our, our store is the face mask. I've actually, it's, it's one of my favorite face masks I own. It's been super comfy. So, with Omicron and whatever else is on the uh, on the, horizon. <laughs> the horizon here, like you know, might think about getting one of those cool box office thirty uh, face masks, and and I, it's fun because like I walk around with it, and people are like, "What does that say?" Like you know, what is that? And then I get to tell them about our show, so it's uh, it's fun. Yeah, I may order some stickers. Is what I'm thinking about because yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I need I need myself some stickers. Some slappers yeah. start like yeah. you know like heading to Brooklyn, slap them up on the uh, yeah, just put them on the, the mailboxes. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a plan. It's kind of cool. All right, well that is going to do it for us for not only this show but 2021. So we will see you in 2022. Wow, crazy How about that. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening and be well. And we will see you in the new year. Have a happy new year, everybody. Bye. I can't find the stop button. (laughs) This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.